It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, it's, I've been through a lot. I really have. I fought tooth and nail for everything. And I will fight for you. I will continue to be bold, and I will continue to be myself. I've unapologetically been myself, and those guys—they just don't like it. I'm not someone that's a artist. I'm not someone trying to sell you something. I've totally opened up. I've totally been vulnerable today. And you know, if David wants to lie, we can go address that. That's fine with me. I gotta say, like, I love that he like almost correctly pulled out some deep cut Dickens there. <laughs> yeah, almost. Please, Becca, I want some more. Welcome to another brand spanking new episode of another Bachelor podcast. My name's Dylan. I'm saddled up next to one real Nicholas Davis. Put your confidence on, boys. That's it. It's staying, I think. <laughs> yep, we got three of that. <laughs> it's been a while. Hey, um, yeah, I, I, I behind the glass is one producer, Patrick Hickey. Thanks, Dylan. Dylan, um, because I, I, I want to get into the show faster, because uh, I guess our numbers go down when we keep yapping. So, real said quick, that lots of times. Look, guys, people listen to this podcast. You're a fan. We need to keep growing this and to continue to grow. You need to start sharing. I'm sick of it. We need to grow. So you need to share this. You need to start telling your your friends about this podcast, and you better do it, or I'm not doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> Yeah, tell your uh, tell the person in front of you at the grocery store line about the podcast. Do this that. is this is week three of these instructions. We should be at a million by next week. Yeah, uh, guys, we have a big show tonight. You got the big two on one. The who's going one. home? <laughs> uh, Evil Ben Stiller uh, really lives up to his name. And uh, he lives up to his reputation we've uh, projected onto him. You said he's reminded of a stripper. He was way too happy to be in Las Vegas. Vegas, baby. Let's go. He said he was completely in his element right off the bat. If I could pick one person who, amongst the guys who would be most jacked about being in Las Vegas, it would be Chris. Evil Ben Stiller, yeah. (laughs) Evil Ben Stiller, yeah. Um, hey, by the way, I, look, uh, I don't want to make uh, the, turn this into a racial thing. Uh, my wife, who's she's very black, she was looking at uh, Evil <laughs> Ben, and if black. you look at his hair and how manicured his hair is in the shape, we're going to do a side-by-side on Instagram. Nick, uh, Jermaine Jackson, his hair, and Evil Ben Stiller uh, dyed very uh, black, and also, like, it's Ooh. very, it's almost like a fucking Lego character. Like, you know uh, they're, how their heads are? So hot tonight. Well, are you saying that uh, Evil Ben Stiller is uh, part African-American? 
Uh, no, he gets the same uh, his haircut at the same barber shops as uh, black people. I do too. I'm t- uh, that's honest truth. I get my haircut at black barber. Yeah, but you don't look like a fucking Lego fireman, dude. I get my haircut at, at a predominantly Mexican barber shop. I have to say real quick. Um, Becca does not sound like she's really happy about Vegas at all. I think it's, uh, too saturated with sin for this church girl. She's like, Vegas, it's about risks and gambling. Should be here right now. She wasn't tipped off that there was a lot of sin by the name? Vegas? Sin City. Okay. Were you mocking my, the way I say it? <laughs> we'll get, we'll get to that later. I've made no. Um, I, I just love that he's going to show her another side of him. But, again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, They go up to their beautiful suite, and Becca's there. And they absolutely freak. (laughs) Now, this is normally a show trope of the females when they uh, enter a uh, hotel room. Uh, At some point, one of the douchebags actually smells a pillow. Like, these guys are ecstatic about this hotel room. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In his defense, I don't think he smelt the pillow. I believe he spread the plush surface across his face. Never seen fabric that nice. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, observation here. Yeah, Pat? Uh, all right, so what they get jacked up about is the room and all the features and things. Room. Now, yeah. I have uh, been uh, a guest at a suite that had a bowling alley in Vegas. I think it was at the MGM Hotel. Hello? No, no, no. We didn't give a fuck. It was a bachelor party. Like, no one cares about, like, skate ramps in these. I mean, these rooms are crazy or putting this greens. This is, like, the worst humble brag I've ever heard. No, I've, I haven't. I've, 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 se- I've seen this on HGTV or something something like uh, like a segment of like crazy hotel rooms no one gives a fuck about this stuff okay i completely disagree if you put me in a cool suite in las vegas i'm gonna flip out but we're not talking about that we're talking about them flipping out about seeing the girl who's on the show that they're on uh you know who doesn't I liked how excited they were about the hotel room, but yeah. I will say very quickly, we should do Pat's... We're adding segments right and left. We should do Pat's humble brag of the week. No, uh, we should not. Last week, he did a reality TV pilot. This week, he's in a suite with a bowling I, alley. We did not talk about what that reality TV pilot was when the mics uh, cooled down. We we need to talk about what that show was, desperately. And... Uh, speaking of bowling alleys, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, but Chris sucks in this episode. Obviously, we should have been tipped off because his fast fact in our 15-second previews of him was he was the one that had the uh, the state champion bowler when he was 11. Oh. We knew he peaked when he was 11. We did know that. I still am confused about bowling because I don't think it was in the room, but there was a pool table. But what was in the room was Becca. Everybody freaks. <laughs> That's good host. And you know who doesn't? Leo. And that's why I fucking love Leo. Leo's like, oh my god, it's the girl who we're all competing for. How crazy is that? Then when they're popping the champagne and everybody's like, whoa, bottles! He's like, I've seen this a thousand times before. In movies and in real life. And, and in movies he was in that air late night on well, Cinemax. you don't know that uh, a bottle was popped in that film. Um, Jason says Becca looks incredible. I wanted to ask you, Pat. What did you think of the outfit? Uh, I'm glad you asked, Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to this later. Uh, Rue McClanahan is still doing a really shitty job as an advisor on this show for her wardrobe. Uh, As you know, Rue McClanahan is a star of the 1985 uh, hit series, The Golden Girls. Oh, sorry. But you asked. That was perfect. 
yeah, I, you know, I never paid attention to the fashion, but she does look a little sequined out and sparkly and just odd, odd textures all the time. It's very, very weird. Oh, just wait till I get to that bikini in that fucking hot tub. Okay, let's uh, get there soon. As our... Uh, fervent Facebook supporters have been uh, pointing, you, baby birds. pointing out uh, the sequence are every time with her. <laughs> she loves the sequence. Well, Ruth does. It's a sequence of sequences. Uh, let's go to the next morning. Colton uh, calls that there's going to be a two-on-one in Las Vegas. Where'd you figure that, Einstein? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I do want to say, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, he has a slight lisp. It's so, so small. The next time you watch, he's got a lisp, and he makes it look sexy. What a piece of shit. Let's go to the one-on-one. I figure that the worst thing you could possibly do in Las Vegas is head out to a camel safari on the Virgin River. It sounds good, but we saw what it looks like. It looks like hell. (laughs) Uh, I I find them to be filthy animals. I don't know if I'd ever get on one. Um, Let's talk about the metaphor. He He sees himself falling behind. Becca, and um, yeah, that slut's probably had sex with like four guys. That's why he's falling behind sexually. Don't look at me confused. That's my lane, Davis. <laughs> I say the inappropriate. <laughs> That's why I was confused. It was ironic because it was only four. He is falling behind. He will fall behind in this competition. He will be the next Bachelor. God fucking help me if it's Blake. Um, we don't need to talk about this dog shit jacuzzi, right? Oh, it's pretty crappy, man. Uh, I think they could have done a better job. There was like, like pylon, like dark green pylon fencing around them and stuff. It was like, it just looked horrible. I I, I feel like, uh, and I kind of had this sense the whole episode that whatever algorithm they used to spit out their dates, it was broken. They're, they did a camel ride through the desert, and then they put a hot tub, and then they retread on song lyrics later. Yeah, uh, it just uh, lacked creativity, and what was there didn't make sense. Can I ask you though? Do you have a good time tonight? Watching that episode? I did. Uh, this general thoughts time? Uh, yeah, the whole hey thing guys, was pretty good. general thoughts about the episode. Pat, what'd you think? <laughs> uh, overall, I give it an 8 out of 10. It had some interesting moments. Right there with you. Mm-hmm. Great uh, rating. I think uh, uh, even number, as Dylan once told me, is a rookie, rookie score. score. I'm going to give it an 8.2. Wow. Vet move. Uh, we need to get on to Jordan and David, but before we do, just want to tell you this uh, part of the show is sponsored by Bread Loafers, uh, Shoes You Can Eat. Jordan and David, let's get to it. Uh, just real quick before we get into the night date. Because there's lots of uh, intercutting between their uh, conversations, which is one of the reasons why this is an 8 out of 10, because these conversations are fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, Jordan absolutely destroys him. David's talking about how he can't imagine the stress of getting the last rose. I believe. Oh, I have a clip. Can I play a clip? <laughs> never expected the rose ceremony to be as nerve-wracking as it is. You know, the roses are dwindling 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 you know hearts beating and i've gotten the second to last rose twice now you know second to last rose i got it and it was like oh, it's a huge sigh of relief but i can't even imagine what it feels like to get like the last rose jordan you got the last rose last time you kind of walk us through like where your mind was the order of roses means nothing but like how did you feel like you know being on stage like you know we're up there and like the roses are getting out and they probably like, felt you, a few you, seconds behind of where you felt getting the second to last rose <laughs> got it so like you we probably nervous. had the same Were you nervous. Yeah, sure. Like, Were you? Definitely. I mean, okay. Beck is an awesome girl, and you know, just wanted to keep continuing. So, yeah. what, what look were you given? Was, were there any looks? No. No. No looks. Just no. Nervous. Just a 
I have thoughts. <laughs> I do too. It's so, I want to just explode right now, but we have a two-on-one that we need to get to. I, I want to save some opinions on this disgusting human being for then, but Pat, go ahead. When you're losing an argument, uh, it I, like, all right, so uh, Chicken Man had front-loaded. He had planned this all day on ready to attack uh, Jordan, and so he ran out of gas very early on in the argument. I've done this many times. But I don't think he's ever had gas. <laughs> Alec, our guest last week, called him uh, Jewish Summer Camp David. Uh, and the thing about Jewish Summer Camp perfect, David, perfect description. when he's at summer camp and he acts like this, he gets an ass kicking. Or at least he gets picked on a lot. He is being saved by the construct of this show because Jordan should be just punching him in the face. <laughs> at least one swift punch, and this doesn't happen anymore. He's just needling and needling with no consequence. It doesn't help with that creepy one eye that's all bloodied out, too, with that uh, uh, male vocal fry coming out of his mouth. Everyone in America wants to kill him. It's, uh, God, I don't want to get him out of myself, but we might as well. Is he the most hated contestant that we've ever had? For not, I feel like doing anything like too egregious. Yeah, like right? morally wrong That's or something. That's why he's the worst because it's just unlikable. Who he is is disgusting. He's the guy that at your job, if you were at like at a corporate office, he runs to the human resource Ugh. department to rat you out on every opportunity. I could not think of somebody I'd want to work with less than this guy. He's awful. And he doesn't have any good comebacks either. Like it's if like someone is your adversary and they they're out to get you. Like it's nice to have someone that you respect a little bit. This guy's such a weak little, and I call him a, a fuzzy little fucking gopher. Last week, <laughs> that's exactly what this piece well, of shit is. Again, and not a likable gopher like no in way. the classic caddy shack. Caddy shack. Those were likable gophers. Well, yeah, he wasn't a likable gopher. He was kind of a pest. That's fun though. Not when you go mischievous. Up against Bill mischievous. It was endearing. Clearly has a disorder, and the gophers kind of bugging him uh let's get into the night date uh night date! guys they are at the beautiful dark but candlelit sage nightclub and steakhouse possibly <laughs> um and because we like to give you guys a little background on some of these locales uh i once again pulled out a yelp review uh pretty much on my own with no encouragement from anybody else uh my own segment uh thought of on my own this one is from Tammy M. What do you call it? The segment. <laughs> Yelp. Giving you updates on locales. Uh, uh, Continue. I'm sorry. No, it's going to be a pun with help. Um, get, get a little Yelp from my friends. Um, nice. Uh, uh, so this, this is from, uh, and I, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I haven't read the whole thing because the first three sentences are so good, I wanted to save it for air. Okay. So I may read this poorly also. That's a little well, don't. <laughs> sandbagging myself. You got this. All right. Uh, Tammy M, 103 reviews. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> 100 reviews is uh, quite a bit, but in the Yelp world, I mean, they're up in the thousands of these pieces of shit with nothing else to do. It's but true. judge other fucking people. It's true. So that's a point in her favor. Uh, Tammy is not. Uh, every Tammy I've known, I'm going to go on a limb, kind of a bitch. Anyways, we were really looking forward to dinner on our last night in Vegas. The ambience was nice. The food was just okay. Three meals, filet, cod, and flat iron steak. What? She got filet, cod, and more steak? <laughs> No complaints on the filet. 
Cod was good, but the rest of the entree was uh, flavorless. The flat iron steak was ordered medium well and came out red and was medium to medium rare. Fuck you. Don't order medium well, ever. It was sent back and returned with half medium well and the other half medium and red. I hate this person so Tammy lives up to the name. The steak was served sliced, so not like the middle needed to be a problem, and was visibly undercooked. I ate half in lieu of sending back a third time and being the only one eating while the others were finished. I mentioned to the server, showing him the remainder on the plate, and he stated it difficult to get a steak cooked at the right temperature all the way through. (laughs) Uh, Pro chef there. I have been ordering mead well for the better of 30 years. I specifically order the flat iron as opposed to the filet due to the difficulty in cooking mead well. I know chefs do not like to, quote unquote, overcook steak, but I am the one paying for it and eating it. I mean, I am not at Outback. A $50 steak should be better than some par. Skip dessert as the selections $50. were not appealing. Don't waste your time here and spend your money at Andre's, Nobu, or Michael's Gourmet Room. Uh, uh, one thought. Whoa. A critique on this bitch. Whoa. Her, her, the other party uh, of, in her reservation, they ate all their food while she kept sending it back and it coming back. That means they don't like her either. Like normally, if you like, so they all hate her. I'm you wait, yeah. Exactly what's happening. There's a bitch outside who's ordering a fifty dollar steak on top of her fillet. She was and, what I like to call the David of her group. And cod. Who gets fish and two steaks? What? How many people was she with? We, we actually don't have those analytics on Tammy's that night out. Order's, Confusing me more than it should, but she's ordering this nice steak, asking it to be killed again, and the chef's like, fuck you! Fuck you! I hate that she uh, sent it back, just don't do that, but I will give a couple points in her favor for the chef saying... It's really hard to do. The chef didn't do that. The waiter did. It wasn't the right thing to say, and I do have to ask a question. Why, in God's name, have we spent upwards of four to five minutes talking about a Yelp review? I was just going to say... This segment's gone off the rails. I'm wrapping up. We've only got four more reviews to go. Um, Colton talks about how... um, Love has pain and confusion associated with it. <laughs> she later says that she has a problem, the fact that he associates the word pain and love together. Uh, uh, I don't want this to fall into omissions and errors, but she said it killed her. Oh, <laughs> let me take that back then. Sorry. I've always equated the two ever since middle school when I used to rock Ja Rule's Pain is Love CD, uh, which is a perfect time to plug that Ashanti and Ja Rule have just confirmed a collab album. I was going to oh, plug it for you, and I don't know why I thought you wouldn't take care of it. I've been waiting since 2003 for that album to come out. They're not always there, but you call, I have, but they're always on time. I have an irrational hatred for Ashanti. I thought you were going to say an erection, but I, I, I never liked her because she has sideburns. Okay. Uh, he doesn't want her to worry. That is Colton, not Ja. He wants <laughs> to make sure that um, it's okay that at the ripe age of 27 or whatever he is, that he's only been in love once. He doesn't want that to scare her. <laughs> How many times should you be in love before you crest three decades? I don't know. Not very many. You know, we had a great segment earlier. I think we should get to do another brand new segment uh, called Colton's Quote of the Week. Oh, I like that. Um, 
Pat, you've got one, right? We didn't speak to each other. We just jotted down verbatim what he said tonight. Exactly. A lot of dumb stuff going on here. He is. Beautiful. Um, You want to rattle off your quote? All right. right. So this is my first dumb quote of the night. Uh, Colton loves that Becca said that they're on the same page, and that's something he's been looking for. I don't think that's that. No, I I had that one written down. <laughs> that's pretty dumb. I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, what he's well, essentially saying is the fact. <laughs> I'm adding a layer. I'm adding to layer. I don't have a Colton quote this week. You two do. Yes. We're going to put a Facebook poll. What was the better Colton quote of the week? Okay, and by he, that, we mean the dumbest. Yes, exactly. Okay. And I think I got you beat here. Colton says, and for me, the word love to me means so much just because it's only happened once and I hold it so high that I just don't throw it out there and I don't use even falling in love lightly. Lately? Lightly. And oh, now lightly. I'm a little twisted up. I don't know who had the better quote. Nick, you think Pat had the better quote? It was more succinct and pretty high. I faded in the middle of yours. I don't know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll put it out to the Facebook fans. He says a lot of dumb shit. Basically, uh, overall, I think what he was trying to say, well, no, this is even stupider. He's saying he has walls and that uh, love is very important to him, so he doesn't throw that word around. I, I got to say, he could he could just start drooling and making sounds, and uh, she'd be fine. She wants to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, it's time for a, uh, a group date roll call, but before we do, we got to get into a little iTunes ratings and reviews. Oh, hey, Dale. How you doing, man? Oof, been a tough week, man. Tough because of the iTunes ratings and reviews? Yeah. What's going on? Okay, so as you know, um, we are constantly being inundated with five-star reviews, people telling us how much they love us. But apparently, um, someone left us a three-star review this week. Oh, God, that really grinds my gears. Cheeses you off? It does get me pretty fucking cheesed off. That gets you nuts. Uh, the, uh, look, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. I should have started off the season. This was the one mistake I made. I should have announced at the beginning of the season uh, what I'm about to say now, which is um, this podcast only accepts five-star reviews <laughs> and one-star reviews. Okay? We keep a nation spellbound or, or, or you hate us. Okay? Uh, either way, we are not a three-star show. We're not boring. We're not middle of the road. We're not mediocre. So for you to come in here, slide in here in the middle of season four, season four, we've never had a three-star review before. Never. This is the worst kind of scum. Mm-hmm. If you're going to leave us the worst rating a human being could possibly leave us, a three-star rating, don't be a coward. Mm-hmm. Leave a review, write your name, and tell us why you think we are mediocre. Tammy M., who likes her steaks medium well, may be a bitch, but at least she had the gall to write specifically what she didn't like about the steak. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of restaurants and Yelp reviews, look here, you piece of shit that left the three-star review. Uh, let me go I'll fly off the handle here. Uh, this may be repetitive if you've been listening to this podcast for a second, but let me get into this. This is free! This is a podcast where if you don't like it, you can click the fuck out. But yet, your fucking bitch ass decided to fucking listen to the entire thing, take it for fucking free like a complete loser, by the way. I hate people that come in to accept free shit and then fucking uh, don't respect it or fucking appreciate it. You're a fucking loser. You're a complete loser. 
loser. The fact that you come into our house. By the way, next time you don't like something, I got an idea. Just fucking uh, turn it off. I don't know. Maybe just turn it off. It's not your cup of tea. By the way, we have 150 fucking two reviews, bitch. And 150 of them are five stars. So obviously you're the outlier, you dumb cunt. I fucking hate these people. Suck my dick. We hate you. Go fuck yourself. Go kill yourself. I hope tomorrow, like, someone runs you over. Uh, like, uh, fucking crash into a fucking wall and kill yourself. Hopefully you don't have kids. But even then, they'd probably be better off because you're such a horrible person. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Group day. Group date. Time for a roll call. Pat. Oh, you want a roll call? Yeah. All right. Roll call. Hit the music. Here's on that date. Uh, Wills, Garrett, Blake, Connor, uh, a.k.a. J.J. Lane, Leo the Stuntman, Lincoln the Nigerian, Jason who's Scott Bayo, Chris uh, slash Evil Ben Stiller, and the token Asian guy who's got almost zero zilcho camera time. They go see uh, Wayne Newton, who will pass on soon. Uh, <laughs> his house is Fucking incredible. I've heard stories of this enchanted land. I really want to go there. I don't care. If I go to the Wayne Manor, I better be seeing Batman. I thought it was pretty gaudy. <laughs> Gaudy's a word. It's like the most cheesy opulence I've ever seen. Uh, uh, old people, they don't. They stop updating. You, that's why you always got to have a wife that has an eye for interior design, oh, or else you get stuck with shit that looks like it's thirty years old. Up the wife. <laughs> Because Kathleen comes down, and um, this is after he's told the boys that they're going to be singing uh, Don Cachin, and he says, when you sing it to the person you love, it really transforms. You know, this is not that good of a song, by the way, Don Cachin. It's not that, I think it's a good song, but you know, I got to say, I think he sounded like shit. Can I, can I tell you, let, let me piggyback on that thought. Yeah. Uh, never again will a solo artist amass this much wealth with this little talent. I was going to say. A minuscule musical catalog. I mean, seriously, he's got this song. How did he make so much money, Pat? He had a theater named after him in one of those fucking old casinos. I have no fucking clue. And who goes, like, the only way we're going to a Wayne Newton show in Vegas, if we're, like, ironically doing so, yeah, correct? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Donka Shane. <laughs> oh, I love you, Dill. I like you, Nick, so much more. Because you're sweet as swill. Oh, that's garbage, right? <clears throat> but I love you guys. This was the exercise tonight. Because we're all friends. I'm doing better than Evil Ben Stiller did. 
Hey guys, well, let's put. Thanks. Oh Thanks. Patrick, it's just MVP. Thanks, guys. That, that means a lot. Do you say that sarcastically? Because we really are pumped. <laughs> and I will say earlier, you said uh, once you get old, they stop updating. Except his face. He looks like Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, it's what nightmares are made of his face. <laughs> he makes Mickey Rourke like like he's still in his yeah, place. You That's guys a- want to see this segue? Do you know what else is the stuff of nightmares? Will's outfit. Oh, a male romper. <laughs> male romper. Not just a male romper. They're always loud, but this one is particularly loud. Also, rocking a pair of Yeezys. Those are very expensive shoes, and I like Will's style. I really do. Um, I prefer the term romp him. Okay. I, I just have to say, calm down, dress like a human being. <laughs> Do we want to uh, hop away from uh, Wayne Manor down the Las Vegas Strip to whatever shithole they're singing at? My wife asked at this time, uh, hey, who are all the fans that show up to these live shows or these events? I had to explain to her, uh, Nick, you uh, <laughs> educated us last episode on that Bachelor Nation actually has uh, – uh, a casting call, that cattle they call, do, yeah. cattle call to the fans, and that's why you see ninety nine percent females showing up to the same. You can uh, find all these cattle calls at Bachelor Casting on Instagram. Uh, it's, there, I feel like there's some great opportunities to see some live entertainment, get some scoops. Um, you know who did see some live entertainment? The people in that room, by way of Chris's performance. Uh, he uh, is so confident. For no reason. And that confidence takes him up stash, and he just starts screaming. (laughs) I didn't think he was very good. He just started screaming at everybody and speaking Spanish. I had a problem with his performance, mainly because uh, it was geared more audience-driven, audience-focused. He wasn't making eye contact with uh, Becca. It was all about him trying to sell the shit out of himself. And that's one of the crimes you do. you got to sell the girl. Make eye contact. Get also, down on one knee. Also, he had the perfect opportunity. He was on the precipice, and Wayne got out of his seat. Right? The chair was open right next to Becca. The prize. The gold medal ribbon. And he just, like, walked away. He didn't sit down next to her. That would have gotten you the fucking rose, buddy. We're getting... Ahead of ourselves. I want to agree with you guys uh, that his performance sucked. I thought it sucked just looking at it, but we weren't in the room, so I have to like listen to someone's opinion I respect. And my dear Asian John uh, loved it. He thought it was an amazing performance, and I I, I respect John. No, no, no. I uh, I respect John too, but I uh, respectfully disagree. Um, now this could end up in errors and omissions, or omissions and errors, whatever it's called. Uh, but I swear to God, I, he- I heard Chris say, uh, bartender, uh, water, tequila, hold the tequila. I, I, that doesn't sound right. I think he had that backwards, but I think that's what he said. We got to look it up. Maybe he's in recovery. Well, I was going to say they probably told him he couldn't drink because they're working that day. But that's the kind of machismo, a, oh, uh, a bloated, that's uh, it. Uh, his perception of his performance. Because this guy, he was on a fucking high horse for a while. And that's why he was walking around. Well, we'll get, get a little ahead of myself. But that's why he was a little angry. He's like, hey, Becca, you know, pay attention to me. Did you hear how fucking good I sang today? Yeah. It's become abundantly clear the whole episode why his father left him twice. I, I don't I listen I don't know he he was feeling high for some reason because Becca said that when he came down off that stage it was sexy which <laughs> is confusing 
I don't know how you can look at that man doing what he did live in front of that audience and think sexy. I like him a lot more when Richard Marks was just alpha dogging the shit out of yeah. him and making him feel like a little bitch. Didn't even get the joke. Chris, go stand over there. Okay. Another, another songwriting exercise. Hey, Bachelor producers. I, maybe a new staff got hired on uh, this God, season. You are so good tonight. But, but uh, you know, how about some new ideas? Bring some new ideas in, okay? Quickly, we got another Jordan and David scene. Uh, David says, uh, let's be honest, this is a competition. Um, but it's not about winning or losing. It's about uh, Becca. And Jordan says, what are you talking about? You just said it was a competition. There are <laughs> winners and losers in competitions. Um David's fu- he's fucking retarded. I know that's a hard R, and I don't usually drop that, but I really, really, truly mean it. I wouldn't be surprised if David's father didn't leave him either. Night date. Second part of the night date. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris says that he uh, won the competition and is now, quote-unquote, ranked among the uh, the top in the competition. Uh, who did that? Who ranked you? <laughs> We need to move on uh, to somebody who may piss me off even more than uh, Evil Ben Stiller. That's Blake. Um, One says, I've been falling in love with Becca for quite some time. Stop talking like that. And no, you haven't. You've known her for what are we at right now in real lifetime? Week four, I think. So what? Like four and a half, five weeks? I think we are about to see... History repeat itself. He said he, he said he fell in love after only three months, uh, and then she broke his heart. I think Becca is going to pull an Ari, and eventually... I think this guy might win this competition. They're going to get engaged, and she's going to be on to bigger and better things and leave him in the dust. You, when you say pull an Ari, you mean she's going to choose Blake and then yeah. see that she wants to pick Garrett, and she's going to go to Blake's house and... Not exactly parallel, but uh, she's going to dump him. She, he, Blake is going to be the last person eliminated. She's going to pick Garrett, and it is going to be not that bad because Blake sucks. Now, Dylan, I, uh, I'm on the same page with you. However, however, as upset as you uh, are with Blake uh, dr- uh, dropping that uh, falling in love with you uh, uh, quote, if in her interview, not with him, in, to his face, but during the uh, on the flyer, whatever the hell we call those, she says uh, she recipro- reciprocates. She says she may be falling in love with him. I was just gonna say, um, he uh, he's good at playing that fiddle, and that fiddle is uh, an impressionable and broken young lady named Becca. Um, quickly before we move on, I just wanted to say the thing that really pissed me off about him was when he was talking to her about Jean Bloc, and he said. Um, I'm so frustrated that he took that moment away from you. Sh- just shut up. That was not a big deal at all. John Block sucks for a lot of reasons, but not that one. So we've got more Chris drama coming up right here. Um, I feel like the producers were the puppeteers behind this whole Chris thing. I feel like they heard him talking shit all night, and they were like, uh, Becca, before you go upstairs... You know that guy who looks like a male whore who used to do a little bit of heroin? Don't talk to him at all. (laughs) Don't say a fucking word. If you want to acknowledge that you didn't talk, that's fine. That may even be better. But don't pay him any attention. Well, uh, didn't she note that some of the guys are saying that you're talking smack about me? Well, that's later. But this is the first moment where he, he 
says he's going to leave the show. He's going to leave this show. And you know what? I wish he would. I agree. I don't like him, uh, and I don't like a bitch. I don't like a guy. I don't like someone throwing out like it's either like you do this or this is how I'm going to react. I'm leaving. That's that's a bitch move. It's a bitch move, and it's such a uh, it's so transparent that it's it's an effort, like it's a choice to do it. Like he's trying to uh, grasp at straws in this dramatic way, like this attention-seeking way, and it's so it, like you're a grown up. You're a grown up man. Uh, uh, but also it doesn't it doesn't get him anywhere like it's almost like a uh well she doesn't know that he's he's talking shit behind her back saying he's gonna leave obviously when she makes eye contact with him or doesn't talk to him she's not into his ass like the right move would be to just play this out drink your face off get eliminated like a fucking man uh or just fucking leave i disagree i think they were uh given that performance they just had a, a slightly buzzed conversation. I think he would have been fine, but um, I totally like. He was like, "She didn't. We didn't talk all night. You have the opportunity at any moment." Even Garrett said it later. It would have been in his right at any moment to ask for time. Instead, he sat there. Yeah. And what's worse is what he does later. But we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We don't want to get ahead, ahead of ourselves. Um, I always <clears throat> do, though. We have to get to the big moment. The Valley of Fire! Two on one. <laughs> David. That was fire. First. More fire. More fire. <laughs> Jordan! Uh, um, David uh, starts talking. And yeah, this is where uh, Jordan's strategy is going to pay off because every time he opens his mouth, not only do you hear those uh, tones of that Korean water ghost, but you hear a lot of cringe-worthy English. For people that do not know the background on the movie The Grudge, that's the sound effect Patrick's playing, and it has Korean roots. Uh so spooky he immediately launches into a uh, bunch of stuff that he finds and he really says this word disheartening just in the spirit of being honest um you know there are certain people that are here for the right reasons to fall in love and you know jordan's not one of those guys you know the fact that he constantly talks about the girls he wants to hook up with the models that he wants to hook up with you know, even last night, for example, he was just talking about walking through the casino and, you know, he had mentioned that there were girls looking at him and he was genuinely interested in them. And that's disheartening. It almost makes me feel like he is in a mindset where he's settling, you know, when he's talking about you. You know, he wants to date other women and he views you as, OK, yeah, sure, I'll date Becca and, you know, I'll, I'll just settle for her. And that's not true at all. I mean, that's not true for any of us other guys. And well, so, I guess, yeah. I mean, like, I'm hearing that word. I feel like it triggers me because it reminds me, like, when I was with Ari in that relationship, he had made the comment that Lauren had said I was the safe choice. But kinda, the you. whole settling thing kind of pisses me off a little bit. I, it pisses me off beyond. Lots here. Gentlemen, lots of bad moves being made here, as Dylan uh, foreshadowed. Uh, uh, everything that he just said right there is equivalent to him basically saying, hey, uh, Becca, everyone in that house thinks your pussy smells. 
Whoa. He basically said, uh, guy's not here for the right reasons, doesn't give – and he goes, and like some of the other guys, like, we all uh, – there's some uh, people here really not uh, into you. And you're and you saying feel if, bad about yourself. if he just went up to her and said, uh, hey, all the guys in the house think your pussy smells, it'd probably be like equal? Uh, no, it'd be better. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that everything he says about Jordan is 100% correct. <laughs> It's all so accurate. Oh, I did. Think, I thought you were going to say untrue. No, well, well, no, I don't think it is untrue. I think it's completely true. But he, that's he. I thought that's where Patrick was going to say his mistake was because a lot of it was he could have just like attacked his character, said he's a fuck boy, but he gave explicit, right. provable things that Jordan did not say. There were technicalities where yes, he was just completely lying, but. Every there was truth in everything he said. Jordan is there to try and get above thirty-five thousand Instagram followers. That magic number, where you get two hundred and fifty bucks for a post. <laughs> I feel like the, again. I feel like those numbers are theoretical. Probably somewhere in the ballpark. But um, I love Jordan's move. I love his way out. He starts talking about his mentally handicapped mother. I really like you. I told you that the last time that I saw you. I'll tell you right off rip, you know, it's, I'm a very loyal partner and there's reasons behind that, okay? The reason why I can love so unconditionally and be such a loyal partner is because I've, I've watched my dad uh, for 27 years now love my mom. And my mom has uh, multiple mental illnesses, okay? And uh, as a little kid... Notice the music always, behind it, underneath uh, it. The, the best times that were the worst times, you know, the times that were supposed to mean a lot that, that got crushed. So I can deal with anything in life. I come from nothing. I, there was times where I didn't even have electricity, okay? You know, it's, I've been through a lot. I really have. I fought tooth and nail for everything. And I will fight for you. I will continue to be bold. And I will continue to be myself. I've unapologetically been myself. And those guys, they just don't like it. I'm not someone that's a artist. I'm not someone trying to sell you something. I've totally opened up. I've totally been vulnerable today. And, you know, if David wants to lie, we can go address that. That's fine with me. I got to say, like, I love that he, like, almost correctly pulled out some deep-cut dickens there. <laughs> yeah, almost. Please, Becca, I want some more. They do go confront uh, one another about these uh, these accusations. And uh, David says that he's an honest person probably, like, seven times. Um, Which always means you're a lying piece of shit. And then thou, uh, what is it? Thou profess protest too much. Then subsequently, he just says, uh, "Oh yeah, no, 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 I, I did. I pretty much lied about that one part." <laughs> um, Doth protest too much. Doth, thank you. So these two morons are uh, having a tart off. Uh, and by the way, I'm starting to get tired of these two morons uh, fucking talk to each other. Becca comes over to save the day. And I think we all believe at this point that obviously they're both going home. Uh, she will be getting in a helicopter, uh, leaving the uh, sh show trope uh, where camel. there's always a cabana or a red Range Rover or whatever. SUV. Yeah, yeah. And instead she walks over and uh, I guess uh, she says uh, she's been distracted by the day date. Boy, she didn't see this one coming from eight miles. Wow. Yeah, I love how she started out so optimistic. Like, I know these get a bad rap. <laughs> <laughs> she she said she compared it to, like, being in a fight in the sixth grade. Um, Which is kind of 
what it was like. Um, it's about four years further than I uh, think either of these guys' mental capacities. Now, question, question point. for both of you. Question for both of you. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So um, I thought Jordan did something that was great. Uh, wasn't going to save him uh, in the, to bring him to the end. Talk about his mentally handicapped mental illness, mother. But he threw a lot of shit in there. Lack, like he was poor. I uh, was eating, uh, I guess, rocks. or I don't know. He didn't have any food in the house. Like he threw it all out there. This is the Hail Mary on this show, which saved his ass, and he, he reveled in uh, beating Chicken Man. And while not getting a rose, uh, Chicken Man got left uh, sitting on the, in the cabana. Uh, Chicken Man, very upset with that bloody eye. Still very disturbing to look at. We Did never... you say that you had a question for us? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the question is, did Jordan get saved by saying that bullshit about his family, what, did she go there with the intention of sending them both home and then say, oh, "I got to bring it to a night date"? You want to take it? I feel like when you say, "Do you want to take it?" You assume I agree with you because I don't really know no, how I no, feel. No, no, no. I think there's a good chance that possibly happened, but I think there's also a good chance that she really hated David as much as we did, yep. and she just wanted to prove to this man that even though Jordan sucks, you suck worse. I take issue with one of the things you said. He was reveling in the chicken man's defeat. I think he was, but at the end of the night, when he got sent home, it made me so sad. I was actually happy with how he handled the exit because, like, I don't know. I've I've been on record. I like Jordan, all right? Yeah. And I thought he might get kicked off and blow up at Becca and embarrass himself in a tirade. But he was basically just like, I don't know, I'm still the shit. I don't, what didn't she see? Uh, when she was saying uh, she was out, uh, we're talking about Jordan finally gets eliminated later on when they go to dinner. That's what we're talking about here. Uh, he looked rageful when she started launching into, and he was seeing that it wasn't going to go his way, in my opinion. as I, uh, no, From this podcaster's uh, viewpoint, I, I thought he looked a little pissed. Now I, he handled it well. Yeah, I saw the rage in his eyes. I agree, but that's that's why I thought like an outburst was about to come. Like you don't know shit, blah blah blah. Stomp off, but he handled it uh, as adult as he as he is capable. Only of. because she knows full well she could have beat that baby face and bubble ass <laughs> uh, down really easily if he piped up. And also, if he if he besmirches his name on the way out, he won't have a chance for paradise, which people just released. Bump, 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 a little light, uh, bump, bump, bump. a little light PMZ. PMZ. Um, NMZ. Uh, DMZ. That's mine. Uh, Davis MZ is my, Davis okay, is my okay. last name. Yeah. Um, he is going to be in paradise. We said he like ate his couch cushions or whatever. Uh, is he going to end up with uh, our beloved? Christina? Thank you. Uh, the Russian. Lipstick eater. Yeah, they're just going to be chopping on the wicker on that uh, Mexican beach. That's like the the worst uh, Lady in the Tramp ever, like a, <laughs> like a kind of lit wicker that they've like pulled out of the candle to try and get or, its nutrients. Or oh, just my like scene in that movie. an entire chair that they both came up from opposite <laughs> legs and they were eating for like a half hour. And <laughs> or much longer, because it would take a while to chew through a chair for human teeth. <laughs> Final analysis. See ya. See you on Paradise, pal. Mm-hmm. Almost paradise. Thank you. I, let's I, get, I let's just never knew it. Right before the uh, cocktail ceremony. Okay. Um, hey, Nick, do you want me to ha- I have the clip of um, uh, them at their night date talking, uh, Becca and Jordan. Should I play at least yeah. have it recorded so you have it? It's sure. only 48 seconds or something. And all the craziness. Uh, I, was, I was pretty shook up during everything, uh, to be honest with you. 
You asked him straight up, did the word settle ever leave Jordan's mouth? What'd he say? At some point in some conversation. That's uh, pretty invalid to me. Yeah. I never said it. I think that his intentions were just to try to wreck me. But I just want to kind of put that to bed at this point. Yeah. Get to know you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So. I really do want to get to learn more about you uh, and make a, make a connection, so. Well, ask why I'm an open book. What do you want um, to know? So I want to know, like, what's a weekend look like for you, typically? A weekend for yeah, me? Yeah, what's a weekend? Um, it depends, honestly. Yeah, me too. I think when it's nice, I love to be outdoors. And then Sunday, I'll always go to church with my girlfriends. Didn't ask for your fucking itinerary, bitch. <laughs> my favorite thing, I think, Saturday morning Whoa. is just to lay in bed and read, and I'll have a plan. Uh, 10 so a.m., I'll be uh, stopping Obviously, by. the gym's a big deal. Like, being fit is a part of being in the industry. Skincare, hair, I really do put a lot of time into it, and that's where I've had, had my success. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really like an average model. How realistic is Zoolander in the modeling world? Pretty uh, accurate. Unfortunately, uh, Zoolander's extremely accurate. Really? Um, yeah, oh, there's, there, it get, things get intense. Michelle, I'm not some airhead that's, you know, you gotta, you gotta pinch the nose at the bottom, and it's more like your cheeks and your nose, so it's like, if you wanna look angry, so it's like a, do you always do the little I don't, brow no. Furrow? Sometimes I put them in like this. Sometimes I put them in like this. Oh. <laughs> I got a million different things I can do with my face. Like, I could probably, like, I mean, I could. Zoolander was based on a male model who now is a bartender at the Madrion, uh, who was accused of watching another guy rape a girl during a photo shoot uh, during, uh, this has all come up in the Me Too movement. But that's neither here nor there. But a model? Idiot? Hey, listen, they, I think she thinks that he's funny, and I think that she thinks he's entertaining, but it's never going to work. She goes to church for like five hours on a Sunday and reads a lot. It's not going to, it's not going to end up uh, working out. To be honest, I don't know how Ari differentiated between her and Lauren because her fucking weekend was just as boring as old Boren yeah. Lauren. I stare at my dogs for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> my mom makes me a peanut butter sandwich. God. Sometimes I'll read the classifieds of the lost and found. I don't know what the voice is. I don't mean either. We got to get into a uh, cocktail ceremony here. Cocktail ceremony! <laughs> Before we nice. do, we have to get to a little segment called Errors and Omissions. Patrick said... Do you want to explain to people what Errors and Omissions is? Because it's a tricky bit to kind of grab a hold of. Yeah, I'll explain it as best I can. It's places where we erred, and it's places that we need to correct. <laughs> So here's the two. Uh, last week, uh, Patrick <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, pointed out that Blake had gotten zero camera time. It was a little oh, bit. Oh my god! It was a little bit of a debate on air. Uh, I watched every episode of this season. He got 37 minutes of camera time. Most of no, I made that up. But he got a ton of camera time. He had the first one on one day. He had that whole scene that we debated for like 10 minutes where he called Becca his girlfriend. Yeah, like uh, he. I had would like a, I'd like a retort here. I, 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 I would like a retort here. A the little point twist I was on my segment, was, I guess. Despite his camera time, I felt like there was at least three other people 
in front of him. And that episode, he actually jumped ahead by that performance. That was the point I was making. Your point you was he was not, not making that <laughs> yeah. point. This will be in next week's Arrows and Omissions. <laughs> no, <laughs> screw you. No, What's your next movie? Moving on. Uh, moving yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Move on. Multiple times uh, over the history of this uh, podcast, uh, we have referenced uh, Werner Herzog and uh, Grizzly Man. Uh but also, in conjunction with that, we've mentioned Entourage and the movie Smoke Jumpers, which I have cited as directed by Werner Herzog. Yeah. It was not directed by Werner Herzog. It was, di- it was directed by a German director based on Werner Herzog. That is this week's Errors and Omissions. Guys, let's get to this cocktail ceremony. She sits Chris down about uh, how he's been a bitch and all that stuff. Um, she asks, like, can you seriously think that – she asks, can you seriously think about can we work? Can you commit to me? Am I somebody you're willing to go 50-50 with? And uh, he says, like, I-, I-, I don't really need to even think about that. What? That was his a- attempt to squash it. You need to play to her insecurities. You can't say that I don't need to think about falling in love with you to the person who wants love more than any bachelorette we've ever had. By the way, um, a little PMZ uh, note here. I know we're not going to get to this news segment tonight, but I do have news. Ratings are down. Whoa. Hard. This is That's the not good for anyone. lowest rated season ever. In this franchise. Wow. They need Colton. They need him bad. And they need a not church-going bachelorette. Yeah. Ari was a very big season for them, even though we all hated them. Everyone hated him. But for some reason, we tuned in because maybe he's such a fucking idiot. Think about how good the Colton season is going to be if he's the bachelor. He will have so much camera time to be so stupid. And all that pent-up semen. And all the pent-up semens, and there will be women who, one after another after another, ignore the IQ of 37 because he's so attractive. It would be an incredible season. And they can, like, uh, sense that pent-up semen, and it gets their pheromones going, and it's, it's biology. Is that how it works? Mm-hmm. It's going to be fireworks. Well, that being said, all right, so sorry to step on you, Dale. So, uh, yes, uh, Becca's very boring, uh, very uh, not fun, and you got to play into her insecurities. You need to kiss her ass. You need to reassure her, although this does not go very well for evil Ben Stiller when he attempts to do what she was asking for, and I have a clip. Can I play a clip? Yeah, go for it. I want a teammate, 50-50, and I feel like that night that didn't happen. And then after that, comments were made that still showed that that didn't happen and that's not happening. Comments were, comments were made, okay, that's that's great, but that's them, and I'm here But you right said now. that comment, that's not them, that's you saying it to them. No, I said, should I, I said, should I go home because I feel like maybe she's not interested in me, and that's scary because I'm 100% interested in her and I'm starting to fall for this I've never not problem. shown you that I haven't been interested. I want you to truly think about really at the end of this, like, can you see it with me? Do you want it with me? Can you make it 50-50 every day, put in the effort every single day? Because that's what I want. And I'm going to do that for my partner. That's something that I don't need to think about. Well, I do. I'm not going to lie. I do. 
you've given me a lot that I need to process and think about. He just fucking told you he's in. He's your 50, everything you asked to him, he said, I'm down. Yeah, I, I, I'm down. I, I, wa I want all of it. I'm buying it. I'm fucking buying it. Well, I still need to fucking process this. So she's not into him, right? I think like this is such a good opportunity, like a little bicker like this. You can really grow emotionally with somebody if mm -hmm. you just handle like a little argument like this well. And he doesn't. And for somebody who's so blase fair about, you know, we don't even think, need, need to think about that stuff right now. He sure descends emotionally pretty fucking quickly. What do you mean by that, Dale? Um, I mean, he starts crying. <laughs> I, I, I actually think he's, he's actually saying what every bachelorette wants to hear. And maybe he could be full of shit. He probably is. But, like, she's saying kind of, I need to know. I'm, she said I'm, like, picking apart everything that you motherfuckers are saying right now. I kind of like that line. But he's basically giving her everything that she wants as a low self-esteem bachelorette, and she still can't handle it. She's I, still got to think. That means she's not into him, she's basically. She's totally not into him. And had this happened, like, at a different point in the season, he would have been one of the guys where he got let go prior to the rose ceremony. But she had already gotten rid of David. She already gotten rid of Jordan. You can't eliminate all the drama. This guy, if I was Bachelor, I'd be cleaning fucking house right now. I ain't into you. Beat it. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you in the fucking ass. Um, Shooting him down like flies. It'd be a one episode. <laughs> It'd be a one episode season. You. Naked. <laughs> no! So, um, he has a change of heart. And um, where once he didn't need to go and hunt her down, he did so tonight. Uh, while Wills and her were talking, he interrupts their conversation. And this is a conversation that does need to be interrupted. Male romper and Yeezys, you're talking about being a nerd? Do we need to do this again? <laughs> Here's a clip from a podcast recapping the third installment of Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive. The book's called Oathbringer. It's about... A bunch of stuff, but mainly Dalinar Kalen's ascension into the Bondsmiths, becoming the de facto leader of the Knights of Radiant. Play the clip, Pat. He's literally afraid of being made evil because yeah. of the nature of his abilities. That's yeah. literally the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. He's and it's, it's like since we do get to meet Odium in this book, like we yeah. see oh. that like yeah. Odium isn't just hatred. Yeah. Is emotion. There is passion. so much and going on there. Like also, can we just take a moment to appreciate that Odium as an antagonist is not evil for the sake of being evil? No. Mm, it's yeah. Because so that is my yeah. least favorite villain trope. So Even, and like Ruin kind of got there, you know? It's like, mm -hmm. I want to destroy the world. That is my force. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like, I yeah. can understand if someone's criticism of Mistborn is like, that's not that amazing of an antagonist. Nerds don't wear Yeezys! Those were nerds. Yeah, not one of them had nerds! Yeezys. Not one nerds! of them. <laughs> Those are nerds. Wills, I like your style, man. You're not a fucking nerd. Becca, don't like your style. Don't really like you. You're not a nerd. Um, guys, with that being said, uh, Wills. Bravo. Stood up for himself. I don't think you could have handled that more perfectly. It was incredible. He was respectful. He said, I'm going to give you your time. He came back. I think Patrick has a clip. What? I What's up, my guy? Bro, that was like a minute. You've already spoken during the night, man. 
I know, but this Can you is... Can do me a favor? Wills, this Can you is... respect me? You've had your time tonight. I I'd like to have my time as well. Wills, can I please have some? I gave you two minutes, man. I understand that. I'm gonna ask you politely to get up, please. Wills, I can't get like a couple more minutes. No. I'll come find you. I'll come talk to you in a bit. I'll come find you. I will. You can't just leave for five minutes. No. I don't understand why you're being okay, like that. Okay, but I stand by my word, and if I say I'll come find you, I'll come find you. All right. This is unreal. The closest thing I've ever seen on this franchise, and I've been watching it for uh, many years, to what I thought would be a confrontation coming to blows. Uh, but no, I realize we live in 2018 and everyone's a uh, complete uh, uh, fucking pussy. Uh, if I was in that, uh, on that, whatever they were sitting on, I, by the way, if I was on either end of this, I'd be fucking going, you get the fuck out of here. Well, I'm not done that, fucking talking. That's ever. what I was thinking. Like, it could have come to blows. Will's a nice guy, but I bet he can handle himself. Agreed. Uh, Chris is a coward. Chris is a weasel. He's well, a rat. What made you think that? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you sure? The way he's That's looking a... up at him, it's just awful. Dude, I it's... fucking hate him. Hey, dude, are you sure I can't get another minute? I never like to defend David, but uh, David in this situation would have needled back at him because he knows, again, he can't get hit. Pat, where are you? Oh, uh, dude, I was uh, sorry. Uh, can I end that segment with just one thing? Sorry. Yeah. Pussy. 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 Sorry, that guy's a pussy. Oh, uh, what should we get to? <laughs> I had only heard the first part, the pussy, pussy, pussy thing. That was in a uh, an Iggy Azalea song. It's my favorite song by her. She is so fucking talented. Uh, can we get to the rose ceremony? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Pat, do you want to give us a roll call of who went... Oh, of Token Asian guy! Okie dokes. Never like to see... I actually wasn't 100% sure Asians could have tears, but uh, you never like to see an Asian guy. Why were you not sure about that? You never know until you see it firsthand. you never seen an Asian man cry? Can't say that I have. Maybe that says something about me and that I need to diversify my circles i almost saw my own tears when john left i was very very sad um and i was looking in a mirror <laughs> no, it's cool. i was very sad uh he's a great guy he handled his exit with um you know it was slightly pathetic but pathetic in a good way he he handled himself pretty good he uh he, was wiping his tears with Venmo money, so I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. That's the end, boys. That's the end of the episode. Um, we got to get out of here. But before we do, uh, super quick, we haven't called anybody in a while uh, because she's not freaking saying the damn thing. She's not freaking saying it. But, Pat? Yeah, still. You uh, unsheathed the sword tonight, didn't you? Indeed, I did. Uh, as you know, 
there won't be uh, any culling this week, um, but I do need to get to some uh, business. <clears throat> if you're on our Facebook group, uh, there's been a whirlwind of controversy this week. Um, it's been brought to my attention that an exiled former member of the group named Adam Gleich was having himself a great old time in our feed this week. He knows he's been disconnected, and he should have no further contact with any members of our family. But he has. What he doesn't know is that I've been secretly allowing him to stay in the group to watch him pathetically navigate himself through our world. The world I created. Much like Supreme Leader Snoke in The Last Jedi, I've been pulling the strings the entire time. Adam once said it was time for this bird to fly, and yet he could not stay away. <laughs> and now that's your undoing, you piece of shit. I've anointed Haley Whittle, a very productive member of our Facebook group, as Minister of Information. And her marching orders today is to track you down, watch your movements in our group and other Bachelor podcast groups. If your poop changes color tomorrow, I want to know about it. Good luck sleeping tonight, motherfucker, because I'll be watching. Haley will be watching, right? Yeah, that's her job. Haley's going to be watching Adam, and then she's going to let me know uh, his movements. Did she agree to this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a a great call with her today. Mm Mm-hmm. I believe it. She she spends a lot of time on our podcast. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of strengthening the moniker that is like like hall attendant that Hallie kind of already has. Pigging, I just decided piggybacking on naming her. I said it after I messed up a little bit. I said it right. Piggybacking on him naming her the Minister of Information. We're actually officially going to make her an admin of the Facebook group. Whoa! Congratulations, Haley Whittle. All right, but I don't want her to stray away from her duties of uh, chasing down this piece of shit, Adam, and making his life a living hell. Adam, get ready, you motherfucker. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. And my goal is to make your life a living hell. We got to get out of here. Uh, find us on iTunes ratings and reviews. Listen to the podcast. Tell the people that you love in life about the podcast. Tell the people in the grocery line about our podcast. And also join us on Facebook at Another Bachelor Podcast. And on Instagram at Another Bachelor Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Dylan saying goodbye. Nick, say goodbye. Goodbye. Pat, say goodbye. See you guys.
I show weakness. If I retreat, I may be hurt, I may be killed. I must hold my own if I'm going to stay within this land. For once there is weakness, they will exploit it, they will take me out, they will decapitate me, they will chop me into bits and pieces. I'm dead. But so far, I persevere. Persevere. Most times I'm a kind warrior out here. Most times I'm, I am gentle. I am like a flower. I am like, I'm like a fly on the wall, observing, non-committal, non-invasive in any way. Occasionally I am challenged. And in that case, the kind warrior must, must, must become a samurai, must become so, so formidable, so fearless of death so strong that you will win. You will win. Even the bears will believe that you are more powerful. And in a sense, you must be more powerful if you are to survive in this land with the bear. No one knew that. No one ever friggin' knew that there are times when my life is on the precipice of death and that these bears can bite, they can kill. And if I am weak, I go down. I love them with all my heart. I will protect them. I will die for them. But I will not die at their claws and paws. I will fight. I will be strong. I'll be one of them. I will be the master. Still a kind warrior.